and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, episode 38. Start your engines! Hey, hey, I'm Jason Katarski, and I'm Uh, here with the man... Andy Lennox! And this is nice, because it's been a while, and we're We're here... in the same room? (laughs) It's not even on Skype, dude, I love this. Oh, so great. This is real life right here. No lag. No lag. Uh, Let's just sit in that for a minute. We're touching each other's beards right now. (laughs) Gross, dude. (laughs) Get away from my beard. But hey, so... So we want to talk about race games today, but before we get to that, let's let's talk about Kickstarter. Dude, There's tons of stuff going on in Kickstarter. It's right now. like a new year, so everybody's out there making magic with Kickstarter again. What are you backing? Well, I'm backing a few things. One of the ones I'm backing that I'm really excited about um, is, and I'm a little biased maybe because this is uh, my people. Um, my Dice hate me. It has a game up called Bottom of the Ninth. It's a one to two player. Uh, dice and card game of classic baseball by a uh, good friend Daryl Louder and another good friend Mike Mullins. Who Mike Mullins has kind of been this behind the scenes guy who does a lot of uh, game development for people and creates a lot of solo. Yeah, variants. It's good to see his name on a box. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been doing a lot of great work um, to help us out, and now he's a designer with with his own game coming out with Daryl, who designed um, Compounded and runs the whole Unpub scene. Um, and and like Dice hate me, you know, put on my game uh, Heartland Holland. So like. It's it's like a family thing there, but it's it's a great game. Uh, I, it's I coming out it. from Dice Hate Me slash. Oh yeah, greater than games. Yeah. That's like a legit thing we can talk about now. Yeah, that's big news in the industry for these indies that if are you haven't heard with their powers combined. Greater than games, the creators of Sentinels and Multiverse are coming together um, to rock uh, with Dice Hate Me. So they're gonna kind of have two brands for now and a third brand that will create sci-fi and fantasy-based games outside of the realm of Sentinels and outside of the realm of Dice Hate Me's kind of Americana feel. Sweet, sweet. But, yeah, that's really cool. So Bottom of the Ninth is fun. It's like this game that um, I, I got to play it at Origins, and I, I got a new prototype of it, too. But it's this, like, really impulsive, like, um, you have these tokens, and, like, one of you is a pitcher. It's the last inning. It's down to the last kind of three pitches, three batters or whatever. And you're trying to score a run or get three outs, right? Like, if you're the pitcher or if you're the batter. And you pick these two tokens face down, kind of paper, rock, scissors. Like, if you're the pitcher, it's, like, low and outside. And, like, you're trying to, like, match one of them. And there's certain characters that have bonuses if you match certain things. And I like how the cards look like baseball cards. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be printed on And, of course, it's baseball cards so they're all, like, people that you know. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a familiar face uh, from the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast in that oh. game. <laughs> familiar face or 10. Or 10. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's 20 bucks to get a copy, 25 with shipping in the U.S. It's already funded, uh, and it has a solo variant designed by Richard Lanius, who really? loved it. Yeah, All Richard right. Lanius loved it, and he he was playing it with Daryl, and he took it home, and he's like, hey, by the way, I, I made this variant. Why don't you go ahead and put it in the game? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's cool. What, what about you? What are you backing? I'm backing Floating Market by uh, our friends of the show, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. We only support our friends, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no. The 20 minutes of our friends podcast. <laughs> 20 minutes of name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that game is like a dice bidding game, sort of. Yeah, and it's you're supposed trying to, be like... to like get, uh, you're trying to collect a full set of all seven different fruits to make a fruit salad for grandma. It's, for Ama, I believe. It's, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty weird, but it's, uh, it's based it on a really re- fun. based on a, a floating. The yeah, the theme is based on a floating market some somewhere far away. 
And um, yeah, and there's like a little bit of a worker placement thing, and then a betting thing going on. And but it's a Euro game with the polyhedral dice, with like the awkward shaped D and D dice. So that's that's kind of the. I, I don't, and it's, I don't it's, see what's awkward. <laughs> you, you wouldn't you wouldn't understand. <laughs> you mean regular weird. dice, right? right. <laughs> totally regular dice. Yeah. So floaty floaty market is a uh, is a light Euro polyhedral dice, and it ends like on Monday the 11th or Tuesday the 11th. It's just like today. So check it out. Run over Kickstarter really fast and and uh, give Matt and Ben a little bit of love. I know that this game is weird because um, it's hard to get those specialty dice, and um, you don't get like quantity discounts. So kind of they're counting on this game being like a Kickstarter game. Maybe some will get into distribution, but it, it's a it's it so be a limited it might be a limited kind of deal. Yeah, oh. yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. Cool. Any, anything else? Uh, I'm also backing. Seven Sevens from Jason Tagmeyer. Oh, yeah. person who's been on the show before. <laughs> um, he debuted this at Unpub 4, and I did not get a chance to play I, it. I know. But the it's on Kickstarter right now, and the art is amazing. And from what I understand, it's like a two to four player card game, just, you know, sort of a lightish card game. I don't know much about it because I didn't read anything about it. I just backed it without <laughs> thinking. Well, the, 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 the big thing is that it's the seven... Eight, it's seven sevens, right? So yes. there's the seven ages of man, the seven wonders of the world, seven the seven deadly sins, the seven yeah deadly sins, the uh, seven virtues. So each of these is like a different suit that has different ways that they interact with mm-hmm. each other. Um, so that enough sounds clever enough to, to to give it to give it a shot. I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and and that Jason Tagmeyer makes quirky little games, and and uh, it, I'm sure that'll be no this will be no different. And another one that I'm sort of like, as we've been recording, I've sort of been checking it out. And any game with a book of paragraphs is a pretty much auto back for me, <laughs> considering <laughs> Tales of the Arabian Nights is like my favorite game. So this one's called Above and Below, the storytelling board game by Ryan Lucat. Yeah, who's uh, he? Red Raven Games. He did Eight Minute Empire, which is one of my little favorite mini heroes. Yeah, so I'm back in this because it sounds like there's. Like a city building Euroy aspect to it, but also like this weird storytelling part tacked onto it. And if I had to describe to you a game that I don't think exists yet that I wish did, that would probably be it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna back this one too. Awesome, dude. Yeah, that's that's cool. It, there's, there's cool stuff coming up on Kickstarter. Um, I can't think of anything else too specific that's coming up. So, oh wait, I just remembered one. March twentieth is uh gonna be when best treehouse ever from my company oh. green couch games oh yeah <laughs> yeah we should probably talk about that <laughs> um that's pretty cool so the, the the art uh the basic art for the game is is looking hot tested the crud out of it at unpub uh five this year that i i went to and andy didn't get to come get to, to he was hanging out with mickey mouse and his family oh, instead dude. you have no idea <laughs> If you're going to be anywhere else than Unpub, I guess that would be that, the place to be. Yeah, it's super magical. <laughs> you're super magical. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, Fidelitas, actually, the day that we're recording, it's Friday the 6th. Fidelitas just released a retail, so you can start looking for it and hobby the hobby market. Um, when you hit, hit your local game store, you can see if they can get it or um, look for it on a shelf. And then we'll be launching in a couple weeks, March 20th, best tree house ever. It's a, it's a, it's a light kind of family um, 
drafting game that, that has some some nice tension and some great artwork by Adam McIver, designed by the one and only Scott Alms, designer of everything Tiny Epic. Um, designer of everything. He's designer of all the games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're going to start seeing reviews coming out probably by the end of this week. Uh, if you watch Board Game Geek and want to get some kind of overviews of how the game is played and and what people are thinking about it, um, I'm I'm really really excited about wait. that one. Yeah, um, I'll be buying more copies than I need again. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you in many ways, and so do my children and their full bellies. <laughs> so um, what have you been playing, dude? I've been playing all kinds of stuff. Uh, I don't know, like. I've been digging games out that have been sitting in my closet that I picked up at thrift stores for mm-hmm. a while. So I'm playing some some little game right games. Um, I I've played this game called Frog Juice, which is a twist on Casino. And I was at Unpub. I was chatting with Mike Fitzgerald. Oh, dude, I don't know if I get to tell you this cool story about Mike Fitzgerald while yeah. I was at Unpub. Side sidetrack. Side okay. So Mike Fitzgerald, designer of the Mystery Rummy series, I've been playing his new Mystery Rummy game, Alcatraz, Escape from Alcatraz, yes. and it's awesome. I love it. It's my favorite of the Mystery Series games. It beat out Jack the Ripper for Ooh. me, which which it was one of my favorites before. But anyway, Mike Fitzgerald, cool dude, guest guest uh, of honor at Unpub. A new co-host of the Ludolo- Ludology podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Now I have a reason to, I mean, <laughs> now I'm going to tune back into that Apart. one. It's been a while. I <laughs> But anyway, so Mike... Don't start like an East Coast, West Coast <laughs> no, like, not at all, not podcast all. battle. I just haven't listened in a while. <laughs> okay. That's a good reminder. As a game designer, I should probably listen to that one. It's a Dice Tower Network podcast, just like us. So we're yeah. bros who don't even know Long Lost Brothers. Anyway, Mike Fitzgerald, right? He's he's at Unpub. I've met him one time. I geeked out about it because he's my hero. Well, I walk up to the vendor area at Unpub 5. Where you can buy games because uh, Keith from the Games Keep is there selling games. The same store that was there two years ago. Mm. And I overhear Mike Fitzgerald saying, hey, do you have a copy of The Great Heartland Holland Company? <laughs> like if that was the only game he was looking for and he specifically... And I'm like, oh, hey, Mike, that's my game. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We started chatting and it was a great conversation and... and yeah, it was just it was too awesome. And then uh, Josh uh, Temkin came up. He's another Unpub uh, designer who has some cool games in the works. He came up to me and and Mike and was talking about cool card games and said, "Hey, have you played Frog Juice?" And I'm like, "Oh, I haven't played it, but it's in my closet because I bought it at Goodwill for 99 cents, and I just haven't gotten to it because the art's underwhelming, yeah. you know. But it's it's a cute little game, kind of Harry Potter style, mix in spells, but but it's based on the classic card game of Casino." Which is you have six cards, four cards in the table, and you can capture those cards by playing a single card that matches one of those cards, or two cards that add up to one of those cards, or playing one card that is the answer to the sum of three of the cards already on the table. That's mm. that casino. But then you add in some special cards and some special abilities. This is frog juice. Frog juice, okay. yeah. Um, and Mike Fitzgerald has a game that's based on casino that's pretty decent too, called Sloop. Um, but that just that all ties into. Yeah, just kind of playing some random games I haven't played in a while. Played Sleeping Queens with my five-year-old from Game Right, and mm-hmm. uh, that was a, a hit. Uh, been playing, been playing, playing mostly those ones. Uh, Alcatraz has, has been hitting the table a lot. So uh, yeah, I haven't been hitting not much hitting the table with me lately. But um, I did finally get Tiny Epic Kingdoms to the table. Uh, this oh, yeah, has been yeah. sitting like I I backed it and it's been just sitting in my closet and being transported to and from the game store without being played like time to time, <laughs> time again. We finally played it and my group really liked it. The bidding thing is is a big hit. Just 
um, we the mind games with that is is always fun. And then the um, Eggs and Empires probably hits the table every time we have a game. Yeah, right that's now. another one I just played with some. I introduced some buddies to that the other day. It's just like I've I have yet to find somebody who doesn't like it. It's it's cool game, very clever. Um, so we play that a lot, and I we busted out Risk Legacy again. We're sl- still slowly, slowly making our way through that. I think we've broken one of the factions beyond all. <laughs> <laughs> so we, whoever picks them, we have to just pick on them the whole game to make them not win, and it still doesn't work. <laughs> but nice. it's still a really it's fun game. Oh, and then the other thing, I've, I've been listening to um, uh, a podcast about magic. Mark Rosewater's podcast. He's the lead designer of Magic. Magic like Magic the rabbits out of hats. No, oh. like Magic the Gathering. <laughs> okay, okay. And I, and it kind of got my juices flowing. I was like, oh yeah, I haven't played Magic in a long time. And then I heard about these like twenty dollar decks uh, for a format called Commander. Oh, and it's like it's a little bit different than standard Magic. I won't get into it, but. Uh, it sounded like a good multiplayer casual format where like we could just buy these decks, just play some magic with just these decks. I keep saying that and I don't just, believe, just these. Just, we don't need any boosters. Just twenty more dollars. I just I don't need to buy just, any boosters. Just another box. So, <laughs> so I bought a bunch of those decks for our group to play like multiplayer magic and hopefully. You bought a bunch of those decks I instead did. of asking them to Oh, you're so generous. No, I, hey, I I got some games on my list too. If you want to buy they're gonna, those, no, they're going to pitch in. They're going to pitch in. <laughs> okay, but uh, start your engines. We're going to talk about race games. Race games. Um, so as we were going over the race games that we've played and and the ones that we are going to talk about today, we've kind of separated them into three well, two main categories, and there are betting games and racing games. So the betting games, betting games with racing in it, where you're betting on races, but then there's also games where you are just racing, like you are playing a character that is racing. Uh, and then I think that's I think that pretty much covers the gamut of any racing game you can kind of think of. So uh, Formula Day would be a straight up racing game. There's no betting involved. You are just trying to race around the tracks. Um, what else? What else? Um, something like. Uh, yeah, bicycle is a dexterity game, but it's a racing game. Or pitch car, where you're flicking a disc or yes. flicking a ball around the track. You're just straight up trying to tactically move in front of everyone else and get around that track as fast as possible. Um, something like Winner's Circle by Rainer Knizia, which is one of my favorite um, uh, racing betting games, is where you're you're betting on a horse race and uh, you're manipulating the horses uh, the best you can to get them to earn you money. Um, you know, and, and one of the reasons we, we decided to pull out some race games to, to, to play together because we were kind of chatting about a design that Andy's been working on and, and, uh, just kind of saying, let's play some, play some race games and just get a feel for what race games feel like. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's always a kind of a cool thing to explore them. And the, so that we, we took a look at three, um, games that, that fit the filler category because they play in the right amount of time. Um, and they're easy to teach, like up and running in five minutes. I, I actually taught all three of these games to Andy tonight. Yes, I had not played any of these <laughs> until tonight, and we re- played them right before the podcast. Yeah, so. and a couple of them we've mentioned on the show before, but we're gonna we're gonna have a, just a couple minutes to talk a little bit more about them. So, so first, a straight up racing game. 
where you are racing some dudes around a track, and that is Ave Caesar. Yeah, so this is my um, one, of, one of my favorites. It's super simple. It's um, as Moody put it out, and it's a little older game. It's been around for a while. There's a couple different editions that are out. It's a track. It's Roman charioteers in an arena racing around a track. And each each character, each player has their own deck of cards with cards that are numbered from one to six. Yep. And on your turn. You have a hand of three cards, you play one, and then draw one, and you move that many spaces. That's the game. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it <laughs> but, sounds... Well, actually, there's the other part is that you have to stop in Caesar's row to pay your one-coin denarii, your denarii to, say, Ave Caesar, and or you can't win the race. If you can't make it down this little alley in the first two laps of a three-lap race, you lose. Yeah. So, also, it's it's weird, right? Weird. Yeah. But the the thing that makes this game is the is the track itself. So there's an there's always an inside track and an outside track. The outside track is more spaces. The inside track is fewer spaces. And the other thing is that you cannot pass through other players. So someone can get out ahead and block a main path down the inside track. They have to use up higher cards to go around the outside. And now all of a sudden they're behind. Two players can clog up a whole a whole lane, and then all of a sudden nobody can move until this player gets another turn to, <laughs> on the next go around. So it it sounds so simple and dumb that it might not even be a game. But as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you get it to the table, and as soon as you look at the board, and then you realize, oh. That person's in my way. Oh, I my turn just got skipped. <laughs> yeah, this this is a nasty little game. <laughs> it's a nasty little thing. The light bulb thing. goes off, <laughs> and you're like, I can really make my friends hate me, which Andy likes in games. I love that. And <laughs> and when you also when you pass Caesar, you have to say Ave Caesar. You do. You have to say it. It's in the so rule book. So if you don't say it, you lose. It's legit. It's part of the nastiness. You know. <laughs> One of the other things that's really sweet about this game is that those those single decks of cards that you have for each color for each player, um, they are barely enough to make three laps around this track. So if you go outside too much, um, you can't even finish the race. Your horses die. Yeah, like that's that's it. Like it's it's a tight little game. It you know you can do one race in ten fifteen minutes. The full game would be four races and keeping points, but like. I mean, you scratch that sweet itch, and it's a super simple setup. Give a deck of cards, put your dude on the board, put your coin in front of you. Yeah, there's almost no components. Go. It's like a board and some dudes and some cards. Yeah, it's 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 a fun game. Obviously, it's from Asmodee. Um, I think you can probably find it still, but the designer is Wolfgang Rydeser, and um, it's uh, for uh, two, uh, two to six players. Um, when you play with two players, you have to play with two um, charioteers each, so really it's best with four to six players. But uh, yeah, great, simple game. Uh, I've played this with my non-gamer family, and they're like, they were in. They were they yeah. were into the nastiness of it. So awesome. that was that was pretty cool. Cool. The other one is a straight up betting game. That is, you're not really doing, you're barely doing anything to manipulate the racers, and that is Camel Up, which mm-hmm. is. This year's or the 2014 yeah. Spiel des Jahres, the German game of the year. Um, <clears throat> it's by uh, Stefan Bogen in, in, in the states. Here, uh, Z-Man Games puts it out. Yeah. And what can we say that hasn't already been said? Seriously, seriously, it's a race game. You bet on the camels. You manipulate their movement. You have a lot of fun. It's best with a certain number of people, probably around four or five people, because if you get with too many, 
you don't give very many yeah, turns. This is a great example of a game that's the, where the focus is betting and and guessing based on like p- current position and probability, like who's who stands a better chance of winning, and like the the earlier you want to make that call, the bigger the reward. And that was that was the fun part of that is like I could roll the dice again and get some more information about how things are going to turn out, or I could just go for it and get the big points. And that's where the fun of that game is. Absolutely. It's, and it's a, um, it, Winter Circle was one of my favorite games, the Kennedy game. It's out of print, print, hard to find. Now I don't need to worry about spending $200 on an out of print copy because Camel, Camel Up scratches almost all of the itch that Winter Circle does. So, um, yeah, really well executed, nice components, uh, definitely, definitely a fun race game. Okay. And the last race game we're going to talk about is sort of a hybrid between racing and betting racing. Yeah, it's totally like a, a perfect mix between the two. And this one was my game of the year last year. I don't uh, think I don't think I got enough uh, enough love because this game's really really interesting and really fun. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And 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 the reason for that, well, it is it's because of the packaging. It's packaged um as one of the uh kids kind of fairy tale books from my yellow or yeah. from yellow, I guess what they're called. Um and it's called The Hare and the Tortoise for uh, Tales and Games, The Hare and the Tortoise. Uh wow. It, it's packaged like a kids game because they have a couple other kids games in this line, so I think people aren't looking at it. But it's a pretty deep game. It's got a nice hand management aspect where you're playing cards um, to get these different characters from the fable to move around the track, and you either um, you play cards back and forth uh, or with all all around the table with the players until there's four of one animal or exactly eight cards. And once that happens, that triggers the movement, and you move the animals based on what cards are on the table, and the, you have these hidden kind of cards that are the animals that you are wanting to win. So you kind of choose these animals. You choose one animal and you're dealt one. So you can either double up or you can um, you can kind of hedge your bets by going, you know, uh, with a couple different animals. But the idea is that you're you're really betting on this animal to win and trying to manipulate the race to do that. But you are you are propelling that race forward too. So to do that, each each round of the game is played in like two phases one where everybody's playing their cards and then the next round everybody you're resolving what happens in the race and then the first in the first round you can play between one and four of any one animal um once there are four of one animal on in play you end or if there's eight cards total and then each animal moves and that's about it but each animal moves a little bit differently so the hare if you have between one and four cards of his type moves two spaces. But if he's in first place and there was four cards played, he moves zero. So there's a way to hose him. Um, the, the tortoise always moves one space if, if there's between zero and three cards. But if there's four cards for the tortoise, he moves two spaces. The wolf um, moves either one space if there's one or two cards or slightly less than some of the other characters if there's more than that. Um, but there's also a wolf, a special wolf card that, where he howls and makes all the other racers stop. <laughs> it's a really good chance to clear your hand out or stop something that's going down that you aren't really happy with. <laughs> One yeah. of the racers is getting way out ahead. It's a nice little twist yeah. that, uh, that, that, that shakes things up. Yeah. The fox goes between one and four spaces based on how many cards. And then there's a sheep that goes 
uh, between one and four, or between two and five spaces, based on how many cards he play. But he has to stop at the water spaces, which are on the. On so he's the, he's super thirsty. Yeah, he's the fastest, but he also stops. So it's pretty interesting trying to. You have your racers that you want to win, and there's some ways of stopping other people from playing. There's ways of stopping the round early if you don't like what's going on. There's, like, the wolf that can just end everything right there and make everybody's cards null and void. And there's a lot of really interesting hand management. You want to try and collect sets to make your racers go really far, but hopefully that wolf doesn't, like, pop up at the at the exact wrong time. Um, so you are... You are racing, but you are also racing based on you bets that you made early in the game, and it's it's a really great game. I everybody needs to try this one. Yeah, you know, and that so so kind of we know we talked about some of these games on the show before, but race games are just too fun to pass up. So so now I think we've given you some options for for if you want to play a nasty tactical like quick race game, go go look for Ave Caesar. If you want to get into a betting game that supports a large group of people. Go after Camel Up. And if you want a little thinky experience that gives you a little bit of both worlds, um, you're going to want to look for Heron Tortoise. Um, really fantastic games. Um, we hope that uh, you have a lot of fun checking those out. And once again, uh, we're out of time here. And we want to thank you for tuning in to 20 Minutes of Filler. Uh, I'm Jason Katarski. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Katarski. I'm at Andy underscore Linux. And we hope you get out there and play some great little games.